Tell Me I'm Wrong, a podcast about self-doubt, fear, and the things we've learned in our 20-some-odd years of living. Let's meet our hosts. I'm Scarlett, omnidirectional writer, witch, wanderer. I'm Plum, introverted bibliophile, creator, empath. Let's get started, shall we? Hello! Welcome back, everybody! Episode 2 of Season 3. Yes. So exciting. And it's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a doozy. But when isn't it, to That's be completely true. honest? All of our episodes are mega doozy hitters. Or they're just... Chaos. Yeah. Chaos. I was going to say goontastic. Oh, I like that. <laughs> is exactly what they are. They are very goontastic. Okay, so today's episode topic is imposter syndrome. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure a lot of you know what imposter syndrome is. Um, Maybe some of you don't. So guess what? I have a definition. Lay it on me. We love a good death. So imposter syndrome is an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. This is usually connected or related to any sort of intelligence or achievement uh, ranking. Uh, Basically, it has to do with school and work. Mostly. That's what a lot of people see it as. And there are a lot of links to perfectionism and social context. So, like, what are you surrounded by? Imposter syndrome comes out to play. It's annoying as fuck. (laughs) Yes, and I'm sure that a lot of you guys have experienced some form of this. At least once in your life. And it could be something very, very small. It could be something that you're still struggling with. But I can bet, like, almost every single person has dealt with this at least once. Yeah, and, I mean, it could be a a little passing thing, but (laughs) at least for me, this tends to be this, like, little cyclical, like... Oh, here we are again. We've reached this part in the cycle where I feel like I shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here are some characteristics of imposter syndrome. And these are just literally a couple. Self-doubt. Um, berating your performances. Fear you won't live up to certain expectations. Uh, there's... And as silly as it may sound, there is literally that little voice in the back of your head being like, you don't belong here. Yeah. And there's so many more. Just Google and you will find page after page after page of like, hey, you may have imposter syndrome if you feel these things. Yeah. Um, so like I said earlier, it's connected a lot to your intelligence and your achievements. So when I was in school, all throughout college, my undergrad and my master's, Especially when I was in my master's program, there was a lot of, what am I doing here? I do not belong here. I cannot keep up with these people. Like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. And then it was like, when I graduated, I was like, did I just fool everyone into thinking I know what I know? Yeah. <laughs> no, not yeah to your question. No, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's It's one of those things where it's... Really, really tricky. And I think one of the hardest parts about imposter syndrome, and we'll talk about it in a little bit too, is that it's really easy to recognize it because it's as easy as being like, well, no, if I didn't deserve this, if I hadn't earned this, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. 
But that doesn't necessarily mean you didn't stop the feelings of imposter syndrome. They're yeah. still there. Yeah, it takes, like, quite a bit of uh, mental gymnastics to get it to a reasonable and manageable size. Yeah, and I do, like, completely agree with you. It is very cyclical. Like, it mm. is, it is, for me, constant. Like, all the time. And that sounds a little dramatic, and maybe it is a little dramatic, but, like, it happens enough where I'm just like, what the f- hell is happening now? Yeah. Well, I think, it too, like, trying to navigate, one, having the job that you have now where you're subbing in every... <laughs> I have worked in every single department, yeah. and it's frustrating as hell trying to balance that. Um, but also trying to find a job where you fit in, and it's, your, it's like your actual thing. Yeah. Um, rather than subbing, like being an actual salaried librarian um, or even full-time whatever whatever it happens to be um, right like balancing between those two things I'm sure is just your your brain is like but but <laughs> the mind games the that you play with games. yourself honestly and the, sometimes I feel like it's Actually, I, when I was doing my notes and I was thinking about it, I was like, honestly, sometimes it feels self-imposed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm telling myself I am an imposter, not just, like, not just, like, my brain, like, blipping out and being, like, something's, you're wrong. But it's, like, I'm telling myself, like, I'm, I'm the imposter. I am an imposter. Just because I've done all this doesn't mean I'm not an imposter. And I feel like it really comes from the comparing Mm-hmm. Because it's really hard to not compare yourself. Yeah, that's... I mean... Even when you recognize it, you still can't help but to do it. Yeah, and we've said it multiple times before, like, comparing yourself to other people doesn't get you anywhere. No. Um, except for sad. <laughs> it gets you a, a one-way ticket to sad town. You're, yes. <laughs> Express. <laughs> Express lane. You got on the bullet train to sad, basically. Yeah. Um, so it's a combination of, like, comparing and then from, like, societal expectations. Yeah. And then I start to convince myself that I am a fraud because of, like, the four things I don't actually know how to do. (laughs) Yeah, not the hundreds of things you do know how to do. Not the hundreds of things I can do. Like, I was actually just having this conversation with my mother earlier. And it wasn't, like, a bad, but it made me, like, really go. Like, there are certain things I cannot do. Like, my biggest downfall... And I just mentioned it earlier. I will never remember the title of a song or the title of the album, but I could literally go like, oh yeah, that's the fourth track on their fourth studio album. I can do that. But don't ask me what the name of it is. I don't have a fucking clue. It's the same thing with books. I'm like, I don't remember the author's specific name or the title of that specific book, but if you give me two seconds, I can go find it on the shelf for you. It's, like, those little fucking details that don't actually matter are, like, my biggest downfall. And then, like, other people will be like, oh, yeah, that's this person. And then the other thing is, is, like, I just have to go, you've been doing this for years. You're a year out of school. Yeah. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. But it's that continuous, like, I'm reminded And not, like, someone's being, like, well, you don't know how to do this. It's just, like, it gets brought up and they'll be, like, oh, yeah, it's this. And then my brain goes, I didn't know that. Like, I'm constantly being reminded of what I don't know. And that's not like it's bad. No. Because I'm learning. That's life, though. 
literally life is just a constant stream of you saying, oh, here's another thing that I don't know. And you either learn it or you walk away. That's it. <laughs> exactly. But That's, why is it so hard? I Because we, we expect and we are taught that by getting a degree and getting a job or doing whatever the hell our parents said that we had to do to succeed in life, we think that having those things makes us or makes the people who had them before us experts. And everyone's so obsessed with, oh, they're an expert in their field, but even those people are still learning things and they're still coming up with stuff. But we just assume that we're supposed to know everything right off the bat when that's literally not possible. You cannot know everything. No. Period. If you think you know everything... You don't. You need to get your head checked. <laughs> but yeah, that's... I mean, we have such a hard time asking for help or, like, admitting that we don't know something because we think that that's tied to our success or our, like, ability to do the jobs that we're in. But there's always going to be something you don't know. Yeah. No, and, you know, I, I get it. I completely agree. It's just, it's one of those things, and I think for a lot of people, they're going to be like, well, and I'm going to use myself as an example because this happens to me all the time, as you know. A lot of the times when I get rejection letters for jobs, it's it's like, you're really qualified, you have all these great things, you're perfect, but we found someone who has more experience. Yeah. And I think experience is one of those things that it comes with time, it comes with learning, it comes with constant, but it does get to a point where it's like, I don't have any experience, what am I even doing here, why am I even bothering? Yeah. And imposter syndrome likes to creep up on you and be like, ha, yeah. you're a fraud. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. You're just a fraud. You're faking it. But you're not. But you're not. That's the thing. Sorry, I was looking for something and I cannot find it. Um, no, you're not a fraud. And that's the biggest thing. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. You have earned your achievements. You do need to remember that. Um, so like we mentioned very earlier, I found the little number I was looking for. Mm. So Psychology Today has an article. Obviously, everything will be linked in our resource doc. Imposter syndrome is very, very common. Um, you see it a lot in overachievers, not overachievers, I'm so sorry, high achievers, people who like go above and beyond um, because, you know, they feel like they have to, probably because their parents are like, you have to do this. Yeah. So about 70% of people will experience imposter syndrome at least once in their life. And if you're lucky like us, it'll be repeated multiple times. Yeah. Um, so just a quick little background because I didn't have it. In the 1970s, psychologists Suzanne Imes and Pauline Rose Clance, look at that, what women, uh, they described this phenomenon called imposter phenomenon, or imposter syndrome as we know it now, <laughs> occurs among high achievers who are unable to internalize and accept their success. 
they often attribute their accomplishments to luck rather than ability and fear that others will eventually unmask them as a fraud. Yeah. So, accept your success. <laughs> yeah. I think, too, like... Gosh, I'm just thinking about <laughs> when I applied for the position I'm in now. Like, just the other people applying... And the, the older people in the department, the people who have been there for a while, and just what they must have thought. And I feel like that expectation about what other people are thinking plays a lot into the whole Oh, thing. yeah. Because, I mean, I can think that I deserve something, but if I start thinking about how other people think that I don't deserve it, then I'm just going to convince myself that I don't. Exactly. Even if they're quacks. <laughs> like, they are quacks. That's the funniest thing, though, is that when you're... So, like, there's someone we've worked with, the person who trained us. The fact that, like, there was a time when I was like, do I even know what I'm doing? And then they were coming to me and asking me questions, like, seriously asking me. And I'm like, what do you mean? You taught me how to do this. What do you mean you don't know how to do this? You wrote the book. Why don't you know what the answer is? Or people who have been there... Here's the... Here's... Here, people who have been there longer who know how to do something, but for some freaking reason, all of a sudden, a situation pops up and they don't know what they're doing or they don't know how to do something and they've completely lost their marbles. And I'm just like, so I'm gonna totally use this as my, like, foundation for... Uh, just because you're older than me does not mean you have more experience or understanding than me because you don't know shit. Yeah, well, the thing is, too, that things change and they're so set in doing things a certain way that they can't learn how to do it a new way. No. Um, and that really sets them back. So they don't, they're, they are no longer the expert at registrations because things have changed and you can't just keep doing things the old way. No. It's, it's, <laughs> it's frustrating. It is frustrating. It is frustrating. Um, so there was actually another note I had written down that I thought was important, especially for both of us, mm. um, but a lot of times when people talk about imposter syndrome, it does have to do with their careers, high-powered business people, whatever, your academics, but also for creatives. <sighs> yeah. Because here's the thing. I am a writer. <laughs> I wrote a book. <laughs> it's a draft, but I fucking wrote it. So I am a writer, and I get to own that. And do you know how, like, how... This is probably the first time I've said that out loud. I am a writer. <laughs> Maybe I've said it, like, once before no, in a oh podcast. No, I am so surprised that you even said it, honestly. Right? I wrote it, so I'm like, if I write it, I have to say it. I am a writer. Wow. <laughs> this is... I would clap louder, but I don't need to just spike all the audio. No, let's not. I'm I think we did that you. enough with our screeching. Um. So, yeah, I am a writer, if you hadn't heard. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. I am also an artist and a creator. I do the things, okay? And here's 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 the secret. Um, I am because I actively do these things. Even if I'm not doing them for profit, which if I could sell my book, that would be freaking grand. But I'm still doing it. So I still get to own that label and that title, okay? I'm not a fake. I'm not a fraud. Even people who do actively, you know, sell their things for profit, they are still 
an artist or a creator or a writer. They, you can't just take that away from them. And I think that is, like, huge. I had the unique opportunity to speak with one of my favorite fic writers. Oh my gosh, I was hoping. <laughs> um, I posted something and got a nice response from several people. And then also this fic writer that I have read for years, okay? Literally, I went back through my bookmarks and I went back through all of their work and I was like, I have read all every single one of these and I loved all of them. They literally ripped my heart to shreds and it was perfect. And I literally had one of their tabs open while I was writing the thing that they commented on. And then I answered back and I was like, this is not real life. Like, I look up to you. This is ridiculous. You can't possibly stop. (laughs) And they were like, no, I'm your fan. And I was like, no, I'm your fan. I don't think you understand here. And then I, we talked, we chatted on Twitter in the DMs (laughs) for hours, literally until I went to bed. And like listening to this person that I do not know, but I have looked up to for a while, um, talk about like feeling like uncomfortable or a little nervous about putting out a new thing or like um, worrying about how people are going to um, understand their characters or understand the choices that they're making um, or just like little things like that. And I was like, but what you, you feel that way? Do you realize that you're incredible? Question mark. (laughs) (laughs) So Like, no matter how much, one, that you do the thing, and no matter how much, like, you gain a little bit of traction or a little bit of success or whatever uh, you want to call it, it, it's it's different on different realms, so obviously it's not like, you know, that New York Times bestseller or whatever, but it matters in the realm that it, that it's in. Yes. Um, so even if you have traction or you have popularity, you still sit there and wonder like oh am i even can i even will people even like you're you actively do the thing and you do it well and you're still gonna question every fucking sentence oh yeah and just realizing that someone that i really enjoyed reading for a long time also felt the same way i was just like whoa And then I was like, oh, it's never going to go away. (laughs) No, probably not. But it's nice to know and it's nice to talk about because um, you realize that it's not just you. Yeah, there is a comfort in that. It's, um, It's hard to handle that kind of stress on your own. Yes. Uh, But a lot of people go through the same or similar things, and they definitely have similar feelings, so talking with people about it and realizing that you are not alone in feeling that way is actually really helpful, even if you realize that it's never going to go away. Right. Um, but it can get smaller with time and It can training. get more manageable. Yes. Even if it never truly goes away, it can become more manageable. You can more easily be like, ha fuck off, I earned this. This was me. This Look was what me. I did. I owned this. So, 
There are, there were two things in one of the articles I found where it talked about what kind of causes imposter syndrome to show up. When I saw this, I was really hoping that you would say something about it because, oh, what? What do you mean? What? I don't know. Oh, I, I just thought it was like, when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, it makes so much okay, sense. Yeah, yeah. And then you snapped me the same thing like two days later and I was like, yep. Okay. Oh, that's Go right. On. Duh. Um, I forgot. <laughs> well, this time. So know. the two main things that kind of causes this is that when you are a youth, a mere youngin, being, an impressionable child. Yes, impressionable. Focus on that word. And you have parents. They will do one of two things. Or if you're unlucky, they will do both. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that is constant criticism mm-hmm. or universal superlative praise Mm -hmm. you are the bestest golden child ever even though you are now sticking your siblings finger in a socket i don't fucking know (laughs) you are the golden child and you can do no yeah you did everything wrong so those are the two main things that will most likely trigger imposter syndrome to come up what do they call it gifted child burnout yeah that's basically just (laughs) imposter syndrome yeah it's most likely imposter syndrome. I will correct I think myself. It's, it's definitely tied in there. It's it's because there's can some show other up. stuff going on. There's some other stuff. Absolutely, it's not just one. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I'm so sorry. There should be like a grief center for you. <laughs> I was definitely not a <laughs> gift to see a therapist. Yes. <laughs> um. There's probably a Reddit thread for you as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's a thousand. I'm yes. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even go on Reddit for this. I know, I just realized Damn that. <laughs> Reddit, well, there's a reason why I didn't go on Reddit. Reddit is dangerous for me. I will waste, I, I will spend days. timers on Reddit. I just don't go on it. Um, But yeah, so constant criticism or universal praise. Yeah, because like when someone's telling you, oh, you're the best, oh, you're so good at this, oh, you're whatever, then when you make a mistake... It You're feels like, like the end of the world. It feels like the end of the world because you think that it's then a personality trait and not just a mistake. Because everyone, everyone makes mistakes. Yes. And if you start tying tiny little mistakes to, like, you as a person, which when people are saying everything that you've done well makes you good and perfect and the best... Um, that's, that's what it feels like. Like, oh, this is me now. Like, I can't do anything right. I can't do anything right. I am wrong and I'm not enough. Yes. And then, of course, on the other hand, if you are getting criticized constantly, even if you are doing well and you're trying your best and you are succeeding, um, you can always do better. Why aren't you doing better? You shouldn't be getting this grade. You shouldn't be second in your class. You shouldn't be. You should already have a full-time job. How come you don't have a full-time job? Why aren't you applying to all of these jobs? How come you're still living at home? What is wrong with you? Mm, There it is. What's wrong with you? Why are you like that? I don't know. You fucking raised me. (laughs) Mm. It's your generation's fault. Seriously. So those are what causes it. Mm. 
Now, one of the articles I found, I can't remember if it was the same one, um, they talked about what can trigger it, like what can possibly trigger an imposter syndrome attack is what I'm going to call it. (laughs) Okay. And I was really, you actually already mentioned one of them sort of, um, and the other one I was like, I had never even thought of that. Okay. Um, so the one is a string of failures, even if they're small, just a constant, like something keeps going wrong. And then all of a sudden you're just like, I like you start spiraling. Yeah. And then you're just gone. Makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Um, the other one was, I think I I can guess what it is. Do you want to? No, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) I'll just tell you if I'm right. Okay. The (laughs) other one was, um, calling attention to one's success, but someone else is doing like being like, hey, did you notice that this person did all of these great things and you're just, like, in the corner, like, please shut the fuck up. Please, no. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> That's in the same vein as mm-hmm. where I was going, but not exactly. Okay. But, yeah, that makes sense. Um, what I was thinking was, like, you accomplish something or you get a n- new position or whatever. You, you, you get are, recognized. You get recognized, which is kind of what you're saying. Um and then you're like, oh, shit. What do I do now? Especially when you're like, you apply for a job and then you get the job, which you wanted, right? You yeah. wanted it, right? Did and you? Now, and now here you are. And you have to do the job. Can you, though? And people are like, good job. It was well-deserved. You deserve this. And you're like, uh, <laughs> did I, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, you did. I don't know how to do any of this. You figured it out. Yes, <laughs> I did. And I do it well. You do it very well. I'd like to do it better, but that would require... Um, Full time? And some things to be able to change. Uh, and I think that we're in a, a spot now where I might be able to swing that, so... Nice. Nice. <sighs> but yeah, like that recognition or like you said people saying like hey look at what this person has done it's like um no i no that what i don't know what you're talking about not me there's that a reason why i like pen names <laughs> i like pen names only because i don't want the people that i know to read stuff or see stuff. Also part of the reason why I like pen names. I'm cool with the... I like... It's weird. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like to be praised a little bit? Everyone likes acknowledgement. <laughs> they like recognition. Absolutely. I was just about to say that. <laughs> um, But you can get that and then be like, oh. Like, you're like, oh, wow, this makes me so happy. I feel like I did the thing. And then, like, you go back to write the next day and you're like... Oh my god, the expectations. Oh my god, I can't do it. I can't write the thing. I that was a fluke. Yeah, I see a lot of that actually on on Twitter. My, my the I'm I guess yeah on my stan account. I guess that's what I'll fucking call it. Where I follow <laughs> specific um, authors because that's the best way for me to get updates from them. Mm-hmm. And I rec- I see that a lot. Sometimes there'd be like there's a lot of pressure to do like a follow up and da 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 because I don't want to let you guys down and you know I don't really know if it's gonna be good enough. And it's like I get that. I see that a lot on people who who constantly create and they put it out. Um, but there is something about being acknowledged and recognized, but on your own terms. 
Yeah. And, like, maybe that makes me selfish, but, like, I do want to be recognized, but I want it to be on my terms. I don't I think don't that's selfish. I don't want to just be recognized willy-nilly when you decide it. Like, I did these great things, and it took you guys months to, like, be like, hey, by the way, I noticed you did all of these things. Great job. And I was like, thanks. I don't like this. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm like, you really want to recognize me? Okay, uh, give me more fucking hours. Yeah. Don't make it like I feel like I'm competing for shifts. Like, I'm tired of, like, <sighs> I put myself down first. I reach out first. Like, I wish that was being recognized, the fact that I'm willing to work more than the fact that I am working. Because everyone's working. Yeah. But not everyone is, like, wants to be there. There are still some people there who, like, moan and groan about working like if you don't want to work you don't have to and like a couple of them I'm like I know you don't need this job so you could give me your shift so I could pay my bills yeah like hello (laughs) the thing too is like a lot a lot of them are just there to like fill a space (laughs) they're not actually doing anything no that's also true and like I think getting people in that can recognize that we need to change some stuff and that we can to make things better and easier for everyone, um, I think that that would be helpful. Not just giving people hours because they've worked there for for a long time. (laughs) Here's a fun story. So recently a position opened up at our library. I applied for it. I didn't get it because I didn't have what they were looking for, which was fine. I didn't necessarily even want the job, but I was like, you know what? I need to show that I do want a full-time job. If it comes up, like, you know, I'm just going to do it. I know the people who are hiring it for it. Whatever. It was fine. Um, uh, just last week or a week or so ago, one of the other salaried librarians was like, oh, aren't you, aren't you looking for a full-time? I was like, yeah, I am. They're like, well, would you want it here? I'm like, yeah, if one came up and they're like, well, why didn't you apply for that one? I'm like, I did. I didn't get it. And they're like, oh, why not? I'm like, they found someone with more experience. And she was like, oh, that's weird. And that's I'm in my twenties. That's why they didn't basically, and it's the second time because the first time it was for the teen librarian position. She's like, oh yeah, you you should get that job no problem you're you're exactly what they're looking for i'm like i like you they hired someone else (laughs) like because in her mind she's like it just makes sense you've been here for a while you know the library like you're doing the job like it makes sense that you should be picked for this job and i'm like if only everyone was as thoughtful as you yeah so i was just like i'm like i like your thinking no one else thinks like you (laughs) no everyone's so concerned with like oh, we're going to pull the best from the best places and whatever. And it's like, you've got good people. They just don't have the opportunity to make the changes and do the big things that you expect from the heads of the departments. Yeah. So. (laughs) I can only do so much with what you give me. Yeah, I think... um, some of that, like, especially in our library, like, just approaching and being like, hey, I've got an idea for a thing, and I would like to see if we can figure out how to do it. Um, as scary as that is, it's, like, actually appreciated. It is. Um, 
but also sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just... It's like every move you make, you're going to have a, a feeling. <laughs> you're going to have a bad feeling. Um, There's a lot of hesitation. Yeah, I saw a thing that was talking about how people who deal with this tend to either over-prepare or, like, work harder to do the thing, even though they can't yeah. do it. Um, and they called it, like, fuel, fueling motivation, mm -hmm. which, yeah, I guess, but also, <laughs> um, they... They said that the experience of doing well at something does not change your beliefs on how well you can do it. So even if you start to accomplish more and you start to gain traction or you start to get to a place where you think you want to be, then you're like, oh, now I super shouldn't be here. Like, I know that I worked really hard to get here, but I had to work so hard to get here. So should I even be here? As if we aren't supposed to work hard, like everything's just going to be easy and fall out of the sky. <laughs> Like it does for some people. It does for some people. And yeah, no, I agree. There's a level of overcompensating. Yeah, and, and like you're hiding, you're hiding what you know by like you know, knowing what you know. It's it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a balancing act because yeah. you have to like figure out how to be a human. <laughs> Be a human while you're trying to do the thing. <laughs> and not, like, come off as, like, totally insane, um, but also not come off as lazy. Right. I also have a problem where I get my shit done too fast, and then I have time, and then people are like, well, why aren't you doing your work? Like, I already, I already did it. And I want to ask for more projects. I want to be like, hey, what's something that you can't figure out that I can figure out for you because I need something to do. I don't want them to be like, well, then you definitely don't need more hours here. <laughs> I feel like there's only one person, two people that would ever react like positively to that. Three, three people that would react like positively be like, Hey, do you have something I can help you with there? The rest of them would be like, get the fuck away from me. Basically. Is it three and three? It's three and three. Look at that. Wait, can I do math? Yes. <laughs> yeah, three and three. I don't know which ones you're referring to. I'll tell you to. after. But... If I had a pen, I could write it down. But yeah. Yeah. Um, this also manifests itself in so many different ways. Um, especially if you believe, like, success is coming from just luck oh is it the right place at the right time and yeah I, I feel like people think everything is down to luck because i think there's that some like there's like a mystical feeling about it am i wrong i'm not wrong um i mean she would really like you to do all of her work for yeah her. but she would question it she'd be like why if i asked if she needed help you don't think she would she wouldn't i thought she would no, because I've taken stuff off her plate already. Well, that's probably why. <laughs> More than two things. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost right. But, yeah, no, the whole thing about, look, I think there's some sort of, like, I'm gonna, like, say a TV phenomenon 
mystifying feeling about luck and everyone wants everything to be down to luck because that makes it seem like it's easier but in reality luck is harder than hard work (laughs) that's an interesting way to put it tell me i'm wrong though i can't um also if you if you put all your stock in hoping that something is gonna work out because of luck um then it's not going to happen. And that also takes away your ability to try. And it takes away, like, your, um, your, I think, like, a bit of your drive to keep working on things. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think that putting all your stake in, like hoping that something's going to work out is necessarily a good idea. Now, if you're working hard for something, yeah, absolutely hope that it's going to work out because you're working hard for that thing to work out. If you are literally just twiddling your thumbs waiting for your numbers to hit on your lotto card and you're not working, you're not actively seeking out something, you're not like doing the things you want to accomplish, what the hell are you doing? With your life. <laughs> yeah, it's, again, a balancing act. It's all about balancing. <sighs> um, also, I thought it was interesting to note that people dealing with imposter syndrome are sensitive co- to constructive criticism, oh, which makes sense. Yeah. Sensitive to all criticism. Thank yes. you. Please be nice to me. <laughs> I am sensitive. The end. I grew up sensitive. Thank you. I'm the most sensitive. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. I agree. It's really hard, like, because <sighs> constructive. I hate constructive criticism because I don't think anyone knows how to do it properly. Present company excluded, because you. I don't really consider it criticism. It's more like a hey, this needs to be fixed. Not like a hey, I think you could have done this better. No, because that's not nice. That's not nice. Um, I like to call it suggestions. (laughs) Yeah, you can suggest stuff. I think it's also helpful to try and be like, hey, um, here's some stuff that could definitely be cool if we could figure it out and let's do it together. Like, hey, let's figure out how we can make this exactly how it should be. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Just looking off into the distance. I'm staring at the ceiling, hoping my thought comes back. It had to do with criticism. Constructive criticism sucks. Constructive criticism does suck. It's bad. It's not good because I don't think people. I think people use it as an excuse. Yeah. And oh, I'm just oh. being real. Yeah, people use it as an excuse, and then for me personally, like, even if, like, I know a person is not, like, intentionally being mean, they have no malicious intent, it is really hard to, like, not take, I don't want to say offense, but not take it to heart. Yeah. Because, like, even if it's, like, my little minor mishap, and it's just, like, it's, it could just be, like, a quick, hey, you missed this, or hey, you messed up, it, like, hurts, yeah. And it could be the silliest, the stupidest little thing. And then it, it's really hard because you have to, like, constantly. And for me, not so much anymore. I've gotten better at it. But, and also I surround myself with people who are nice to me. Um, but 
before the it, key the key <laughs> it was constantly being like okay they did not mean it this way this is the, they did not mean it that way you cannot convince yourself they meant it that way because that is not like constantly telling myself like yeah. it's okay yeah. they weren't being an asshole <laughs> Yeah, and I think, like, running into this, especially with, like, friendships, Yes. Um, this is a, a place where you really need to be able to say, like, hey, um, that hurt my feelings, and don't do it again. Right. Um, where that open communication is really important and difficult. <laughs> very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. You brought up an interesting thing I'm going to ask you about. Okay. Have you ever felt... Like an imposter in a friend group. Oh, yeah, all the time. Constantly. <laughs> Literally all the time. Um, especially, like, the people who I know at work. Because if I'm, like... If I'm at work and everyone's, like, Oh, it's so boring, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, even if we're up at the front desk, like... I'm there as an entertainment figure like I'm like here I am I'm here to talk to you and we're gonna talk about a thing even if it's work related like I try to be funny and goofy and like I, it's not supposed to be serious the job is not that hard like let's not let's have a good time okay and then I'm like these people have no idea who I am <laughs> Um, and that also makes me feel like, uh, sometimes I'm like really goofy and trying to make people laugh. So I say stupid shit or I call things like stupid shit, like (laughs) make up names for stuff. Like today I said something about, uh, alternative milk juice, um, (laughs) just to make everyone laugh a little bit. Um, and then when people don't think I'm funny, I'm like, well, you just must think that I'm an idiot, huh? (laughs) I'm clearly joking. (laughs) Um, which is then plays into like, oh, well, they must think that I don't deserve to have this job because they think that I'm stupid. (laughs) And like, just, I just goof off all the time, even though I know, like, I can get down to business and... When people have questions, they can come to me because I'm not going to be mad about them asking questions. I feel like most people, and I feel like partially this was me being like, if you need help, you need to ask Scarlett. Um, but a lot of people come to you for questions. Yeah, they'll walk. They because will, they'll be like, she knows what she's talking about. They will walk past the other salaried staff members to talk to me. Yes. They're like, oh, you're here, you're here. Oh, You. Um, I have a question. Or I just hear my name calling from a a distance and I'm like... Meerkat ups from her desk. (laughs) Did someone say my name? What do you need? The the machine's broken? Yeah, I'll fix it. There's There's an alert? Yeah, I'll fix it. Oh, you're getting a weird thing on the computer? Yeah, I'll fix it. Exactly. But yes, in the friend group as well, I... I think that ties in because, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the time I'm like, this person can't possibly know me (laughs) (laughs) because I am very specific about what I share, which I don't think is a bad thing. Like This is a protective barrier for myself. Your boundaries are to be respected. My boundaries. So if people don't meet my expectations on the nice front, then they'd get less from me um but then I feel like people 
expect me to act a certain way or they expect me to, I don't know, be something that I am not because that's all just a front. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, they don't even know me. Are we even friends? Do they even like me outside of this context? Do you feel that way with friends? I'm trying to think. I asked you that. I was like, do I have a response to this? <laughs> um, I think a little bit in high school more so. In college, I really only had, like, two friends. Really. Oh, my God. Yeah, I legitimately only had, like, two friends. Yeah, throughout the entirety of my college until I was in my master's and I met all of you at the library. Because you're my friends now. I have, like, five whole friends. My mother would be shocked. Um, a little bit because... <laughs> I feel like she's upset that you have friends now. She is because I'm not. It's I'm not her fucking secretary and uh, taxi service I and come steal you away. Yeah, it's great. I also I have my own car and I can just yes. you know take off whenever I need to. Valid. But any whomst, um, my my little friend group in high school they were all drama kids, mm. theater. That is a click. Oh, yeah. That's a fucking cult. <laughs> and, like, they were nice enough to a point. Senior year was rough. Um, but, like, there was definitely a level of being, like, why are we even friends? We have very little in common. And then the other thing with, with, with friends, and I was thinking about this while you were talking, there's that whole thing about, like, fitting in and if, like, you don't fit in and da-da-da-da-da. I kind of feel... Like, fitting in is, like, a high schooler version of imposter syndrome. Because Mm. guess what? You kind of do probably fit in. But someone probably told you once that you have this one little thing about you. And then, like, that's all you focus on. I don't know. That'd be an interesting theory to think about more. I didn't have that much time to ponder on it. Um, Hmm. But there was also... I don't know. Maybe. But what about now? Now, no, I have specifically curated my friends to be good beans. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it helps when you have people around you that you can just be yes. exactly who you are and not worry about the stupid shit that comes out of your mouth because they know that you're just saying it because you're insane and not because you're actually stupid. And they can translate when you totally mess up Yeah, you say, like, everything backwards and it's just like, yeah, it's okay. No, you don't have to explain. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> now, I, now, I don't even try to explain it. I just be like, did you get it? And you're like, yeah, I got it. I'm like, okay, cool, because I don't even remember what I said. As long as it's not, like, the most insane typo that makes everything confusing, I got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yes, no. Right now, I do feel like within my friend groups, I am probably the most authentic me I have ever been. It's a very nice feeling. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> what do you, um, did you read about the types? I'm curious what you think about that. I, okay. I have that article. I did not read it because it blocked me. Oh, <laughs> Was it one of those things like, oh, you can only read three articles? Yeah, and I got frustrated, so I said, screw you, because okay. it didn't even let me read the article before it popped up. But yeah. I have it open right now, there, so. There were a couple articles that I saw, two different versions, basically just with one swapped out, but okay. I wanted to know what you thought about that. I have Fast and Company, so go ahead and tell me what you think. What I think or what they are? 
whatever i'm speed reading it right now okay you read i'll tell the people what they are okay okay um so what i happened upon was the different like types or and this is what i would say it is more akin to of like manifesting this imposter syndrome um so obviously everyone deals with shit differently so you will either work harder or you'll give up or etc so there are different types the first one was perfectionist yes um believing oh i can always be better i have to work harder i have to do better um this the next would be super human super superhero um which is working as hard as possible to maintain or achieve the thing um expert always trying to learn more um also never satisfied with their level of understanding i feel that (laughs) um natural genius uh wants it done right on the first try feel that um soloist uh the self-worth that they have stems from productivity I think that's all of them. Yeah, that's what I have. What do you feel? I actually kind of like these. I think it's an interesting way to put it um, because this is just ha- your reaction to the the feeling, right? Yes. Um, so this is how you would deal with said feeling, not necessarily in a good way, but that's no neither here nor there. But as much as I know sometimes, like... Um, subgrouping them like this can be kind of harmful Mm -hmm. for the thing as a whole. I kind of like this because, you know, it makes it seem, it it comes back to this whole, and part of my, my very first time recognizing and trying to deal with imposter syndrome was like, am I even allowed to feel this way? And I feel like this kind of makes it like, and that's the worst part is like, am I allowed? I haven't even accomplished anything. Why would I feel like I'm an imposter? I'm literally trash. (laughs) Literally. I feel like this makes it more like, I don't know. It makes it feel common and and reachable and acceptable and be like, I know we talk about, like, not labeling yourselves, but sometimes when you have something to grasp mm-hmm. in this sense, when you can put a name to something and you can be like, oh, my God, I get it now. And then you can be like, I'm going to stomp this bitch into the ground and so I don't have to feel it anymore. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I like the, um, I don't know which article you read. The one I, I have. I did a couple. Okay, so I have Fast and Company up. Mm-hmm. There's one sentence in, um talking about it and it goes in short it's a hot mess of harmfulness i'm like yeah fucking accurate (laughs) that is so fucking accurate just needed to share that because it was funny yeah but yes i thought like when i first looked i was like really really do we have to subcategorize everything and then i was like okay yeah i get it because it's it's literally just a way to understand your reaction to something um which i think then if you can recognize those you can recognize and work on a way to not uh, overwork yourself and um, begin to give yourself credit for the things that you have done. Yeah. I do feel like I fall into the superhero category. Work as hard as possible. Do you get stressed when you're not working and found di- find downtime completely wasteful? Yes and no. But, like, out of all of them, I'm like, obviously, you're going to find some, like, okay, yeah, maybe this one for this one. Yeah, maybe that one for that one. 
that's why you can still just call it the imposter syndrome yeah. feeling phenomenon, whatever the hell you want. And I feel like I can't, again, with that cyclical feeling, like there are times when I definitely, the soloist thing, yeah. oh, I'm not, I am not anything if I'm not being productive right this moment. Yes. Um, or every moment of the day. Um, definitely expert when it comes to work. I'm like, I need to know how the system works so that I can use it properly, even though it's like a piece of code and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, I need to know. Give me the manual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I do. I do think um, looking at perfectionist, I have never considered myself a perfectionist because I do not believe in perfectionism. However, the whole unreachable goals, I feel like that's been imposed upon me. Mm, so yeah. it's something that is in the back of my brain constantly. I try to not give it any sort of attention, but that doesn't mean it's not there. It's still there. Yeah. And even if it's not, like, how you think about it, sometimes the things that other people say just start to churn, um, and you can start hearing it in your own voice. <laughs> so it makes sense. And obviously, situations and um, things change. Yeah. And whether you're dealing with school or work or personal life, uh, the way that you're going to react is obviously going to differ a little bit. Unless you're just, like, the most consistent person ever. You could just be the same on all levels. <laughs> Which, I mean, there you go. <laughs> then you can figure out how to fix it. Speaking of which... <laughs> fix it! Not necessarily fix it but oh, no. uh, in a nice way yeah we always like to do this be like hey here's some ways you can potentially help yourself here's a couple so tips here's a really big reason why and it's the only reason i wrote down why you should actually try to deal with imposter syndrome um because it can stifle your growth mm. and any sort of um progress you can make so don't just ignore it don't just try to, like, bury yourself in more work. That's not going to help. Yeah. Um, talk about it is the biggest thing. Yes. Acknowledge it and talk about it. Yes. I think that um, we like to... <laughs> we like to not admit <laughs> that we feel these ways because admitting that you feel this way <sighs> means that... It's real. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Basically, either admitting that you feel this way and feeling like you are an imposter or asking for help um, can be seen as a sign of weakness or incompetence and therefore it was correct in, in the first place. So uh, I just had my own little moment actually Sunday and this morning, um, but part of my little spiral on Sunday was because I didn't want to admit because when you admit it, it's real. And real is scary. And we like to hold on to the pretend that everything is okay. But as soon oh, as we admit man. it's real, we can't pretend anymore. And it just goes downhill. <laughs> and then this morning, you know, I was like, why am I not getting more shifts? Like, am I not good enough? Like, there, it, it's always there. But you have to talk about it. Mm. One of the things I found about talking about it, they said either talk to someone you trust that's like a mentor figure to you. Or even better... Talk to your support system outside of whatever it is that is bothering you. So, like, if it's work, talk to your friends that you don't work with. Mm. Because they can, they're more unbiased yeah, about it. Sense. So, they can be like, 
what are you talking about? You dumbass, you earned that. <laughs> Maybe not say dumbass, but like affectionately, my friend and I call each other asshole and bitch all the time. It's just how we, you know, it's our terms of endearment, but we understand that. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> it, we're great. She calls me bitch. I call her adorable. It's great. It's fun. It's more because of supernatural. Anywho, um, talk to someone. Talk. Ask for help. Yes. Even though it's icky. Adjust your mindset. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge your accomplishments. You have to be like, I did this. I graduated from a master's program. I got this promotion. I did this. You Um, did it. You did it. Also, and I think this is important too, especially in a world where creatives can't necessarily make a living on doing their work all the time. Um, So they have to have a second job where they do something boring so that they can go home and paint or whatever. (laughs) Um, Recognize your expertise. Uh, Recognize what you're good at. And don't let any, like, little silly downfalls on any other front bother you. Because those things do not matter. No. Um, and this kind of ties into recognizing where your self-worth comes from. Yes. Which is difficult. (laughs) It's difficult to tie down, but once you start thinking about it, you can kind of... I don't know what when you attribute it to something then you can like sort of work towards getting it into a manageable bubble yes (laughs) you put it in a little bubble and then you can handle it bubbles are nice yes like bubbles so if my self-worth comes from doing the right (laughs) then I will do the right and I will work on it And make sure that the things that I'm doing are to make me happy, not for anyone else. Not readers, not publishers, not whatever. This is about you. Yes. Figure it out. Uh Uh-huh. You can do it. Yes. Period. The end. That's all I have to say on the matter. It's a good ending. (sighs) Don't compare yourself to other people. You can learn from other people. Uh, You can talk to other people, but don't spend too much time just looking at the things that other people who are older than you or have had different experiences than you. uh, Everyone has a different path. And you do not need to compare yourself to other humans. No. Just do what you need to do. Figure out your passion do it. Do the thing. <laughs> huh. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay. As usual, we will have all of the information in the resource doc. If you want to come talk to us about feeling like an imposter or little examples of how you've gotten yourself out of those cyclical feelings, come talk to us on Twitter or Instagram or Curious Cat. Or Discord. Or Anchor. <laughs> Is that everything? I think so. I you think should have a checklist. Huh? 
Mental checklist. Yeah. I think that's it. That's good. Um, we would love to talk to you. Yes. And uh, you're not alone. No. Okay. We will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.